College Soccer Nation, your authoritative source for NCAA Division I collegiate soccer. Hosted by Oklahoma Sooners head coach Matt Mott, Rice Owls head coach Brian Lee, and the Duke Blue Devils head coach Robbie Church. They've got the insights, strategies, and insider stories you won't hear anywhere else. From recruiting to national championships, the coaches have it covered. So lace up and let's hit the pitch with Coach Mott, Coach Lee, and Coach Church. Bum, bum, bum. College Soccer Nation, here we go. Uh, this is Matt Mott. Your esteemed host of College Soccer Nation, the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners. I am joined, as I always am, with Robbie Church from the Duke Blue Devils and Brian Lee from the Rice Owls. Uh, Robbie played in the longest game in the history of soccer uh, over the last two days. Brian is here with us, ready to talk all things college soccer. Churchy, how are we doing? We're good. We're good. Just returned back from uh, Greensboro for two days. Started playing UNC Greensboro. Uh, six o'clock was kickoff on Sunday, the 10th of uh, September. And we finished it up at 7.35 on Monday, the 11th of September. <laughs> so uh, how about that for the longest? 42 years and first time we've ever kind of been through that. And uh, it's been all day Monday before we got down there to restart the game to figure out what the heck is happening here and how does, how does this thing restart and what do we do what do we do here? But um, yeah, before we get to Brian, talk us through that a little bit. We were talking off off air here a little bit on the new rules. How how does that work when you restart a game? Yep. So I, I you know I I did not I, I knew the rule had changed, but I don't know how long ago. I think it was a couple of years ago. So now it it starts the restart of the game starts where the game ended. So we ended up we had a throw in on the far side of the field at you at Greensboro um at the 650 something mark I think left in the first half so right you know right around 39 minutes 38 minutes and some um we had we had to throw in so we ended up playing like 6 minutes and 50 seconds then we took uh and Michael Cole and then we, we agreed that we'd take a, a reduced halftime so we took a 10 minute halftime um and then we started and played the second half afterwards too so uh Appreciate Michael playing the game and, and, you know, we were fortunate to find a gold at the end, but it was, uh, it was bizarre. It was unusual. Something had not been through that Michael had not been through in his career. Um, you know, so nobody really knew how to, how to, how to play yeah. this thing. All the rules stayed in effect. So the, the players we subbed out in the first half, they could not start, you know, when the game started and, and then they could obviously have a re-entry when, when the second half started too. So, so it's just like the game stopped and then it restarted exactly where it was as if it never stopped. Exactly yeah. where it was. Yep. Yeah. At that Interesting. All right, yeah. Brian Lee. Brian Lee, College Soccer Nation is here. Love to chat with you. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Matt. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. It's uh, conference Matt, week. Yeah. It is conference week. Tell the people how you prep for conference week on Saturday. What did it look like for oh. Matt? Mom? Tell them about that. <laughs> Yeah, so it was pretty cool. I don't know if you maybe follows me on Twitter. Um, so, you know, Oklahoma doesn't do anything small. And uh, so we were at the football game. Uh, it was pretty awesome. And they said, hey, coach, uh, we want to introduce you and we want to bring the team out to throw T-shirts into the stands to recognize the team, so on and so forth. So I said, yeah, sure, great, we'll do it. So we go down there. It's in the third quarter. It's supposed to be the third time out of the third quarter. Well, the third quarter went on and on and on and on. They never had a time. They never really had timeouts. But so finally we go out, but they have a smoke machine. <laughs> and so they play this little video on the screen about like our team, like promoting the next games. And then they start to smoke and it billows, the smoke billows out of the little tunnel that we're in. And then they introduce, you know, welcome our newest coach, Matt Mott. And I come out of the smoke like I'm a WWF wrestler. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> so I'm out of smoke, pumping my arms, waving to the crowd, pumping them up. Uh, and then, uh, oh, sorry. What do you say, Brian? Uh, uh, I don't know why you would, you would describe it as WWF wrestler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't either. But I, I, I have a question, yeah. too. I, yes. I, I, have yes. this, I have this visual. You have to help me with this visual. Yeah. You come down and smoke me. Now, did you have one of those WWF wrestling suits on? <laughs> come out no, I didn't. One of those no, I really didn't. tight I just, they, People were like, who's coming out of the smoke? Who's coming out of the smoke? Oh, it's Matt. <laughs> anyway, so I come out. I'm pumping up the crowd. I got a T-shirt gun. So I'm locked in T-shirts. <laughs> the girls are throwing them in. It was, it was something. It was pretty cool. 
But you walk in, you know, I, you know, I'm not one that walks through a lot of smoke. I'm walking through smoke. I have no idea where I'm going. Like I can't see. It's blinding. So, but it was, uh, it was fun. It was, it was something, something I've never done in my career. That's for sure. But anyway, yeah, that's what I did for prep week for the, for the game uh, on Saturday for sure. Uh, so anyway, let's move on. Um, Brian, we do, we're talking. How are you doing? Everything good? I'm doing good, Matt. I got one more question about the big fog WWE introduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how many people does that stadium seat? Like 88,000. Okay. Of the 88,000, how many turned to the person sitting next to him and said, we have a soccer team? <laughs> None. They all know we have a soccer team, Brian. Soccer is important here in Oklahoma. Don't you forget it, buddy. Don't you forget it. They were cheering. They were cheering. They were standing up, standing ovation, Brian. 88,000 standing ovation. It was going well, crazy. They are going crazy because they wanted a T-shirt. Hey, it was not a standing ovation. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Correct answer, 86,000, which still gets <laughs> 22,000 people. Yeah. Oh, you talker. That's great. Yeah. All right. Let's keep moving. So, first topic. We have now been a year in the, you know, what are we, about a third of the way, almost a half of the way through the season. Now we're close to halfway. At the end of this week, we'll be halfway through the season. Where are we at with – where's College Soccer Nation podcast crew on overtime? Are we wanting to look to, you know, push to to get it uh, reversed and go back to overtime? Are we not like – are we happy with the 90 minutes only? What are our thoughts? Brian, you start. I, I'm perfectly happy with it. I mean, I, I think we all spend so much time on recovery already. If we're going to play two games a week – uh, the majority of the season, I think it's a fantastic idea for the players. Makes it feel a little more like true soccer. Yeah, the overtime's a little gimmicky, isn't it, for regular season games? But that's that's getting my opinion into it a little bit. And I think the early research is it didn't really affect, you know, more than maybe one team getting selected to the NCAA's last last year. So I like it. Okay, Robbie. I think I'm with I'm with Brian there. Uh, personally, I think it's okay. You know, I I could go back to overtime, but I, I kind of like it where it is. I know I had conversations with two coaches in the ACC this weekend, and I had to hold the phone away from my ear because they were cussing and yelling about overtime and hollering. They think that overtime should come back. So I know there's a, I think there's a lot of strong opinions out there about overtime, and a lot of people would like to see overtime coming back. Um, I look at some teams like Pepperdine. You see they have five ties. They're just now finishing their non-conference and they're getting ready to play conference, and they already have five ties, which, you know, we saw Indiana do that last year, and you can kind of go year to year, people, even even before overtime. But, you know, for now, because of recovery and because of two games per week, um, I think kids are staying healthier. But I could go either way, but right now I guess I would stay keep it. I'm fine. Yeah, I think I think we go back in time is the reason they brought overtime and originally was for the NCAA committee to help them with selection. Um, obviously, I went through it last year with the committee of not having of having overtime and not having overtime. And it made it difficult, but it wasn't an end all be all. I agree with both of you guys. I I'd go either way. I kind of think if you're asking me gun to my head, I kind of like uh, not having overtime. Um, so you're kind of planned out a little, maybe a little bit more, and especially those of us that live in the South where it's a hundred degrees in games here in September, that makes it really hard. You look at some of these Sunday games, boy, people are just not able to move. So, um, so maybe that helps us certainly, like you're saying, in recovery. All right. Yeah. Um, One more thing. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yep, go ahead, Brian. Hand in hand with it, there's probably got it. If we're going to keep it, what are we going to do about the subbing when an underdog's ahead late in the game? I mean, not in the final five minutes when the clock stops, but I don't know about you guys, but between 20 and five, you know, if if you're losing or tied to an underdog, there's a ton of subbing going on. You know, in our game, you can kill 30 seconds easy, if not a minute. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I think it's it's one of those things where it just opens up sets of multiple ball because now, okay, are you going to change the subbing patterns and or the subbing rules? I mean. And, uh, you know, again, I, I love the argument. Oh, it's everywhere in the world. They don't do it everywhere in the world. Well, everywhere in the world doesn't have our subbing patterns. Everywhere in the world doesn't play Thursday, Sunday. Like, so yeah. don't hit me with everywhere in the world. We're not like everywhere in the world. So 
Anyway, um, okay, well, now we're going to shift our attention. We may be a little premature with this, but I think for entertainment value and, you know, College Soccer Nation is an entertainment entity. We're here to entertain you. Uh, we are going to dive in before it's out officially. We're going to dive into the RPI. And uh, we have it courtesy of Chris Henderson and Chris Thomas that do all of these calculations and, and have this all out. So we want to certainly give credit to them. Chris Henderson, we appreciate all the information he he does for College Soccer Nation. Where would we be without him? Seriously, I mean that I'm, uh, honestly. Like, we'd be going crazy not knowing where are we, where we fit. You know, this comes out at weekly here shortly, but that's a long week if you don't know where you're where you're sitting as games change. But we're going to look at this. If you don't have um, access to this, then what have you been doing the last? I don't know. He's had it ten years, twelve years, fifteen years. I don't know, but it gives you uh, up to date accurate RPI um, that these guys have figured out the formula and put it in and, and provide it for us. So it's really handy. If you don't have it, uh, I would, you know, DM Chris Henderson, have him give you the link. Anyway, so what I did was I broke up the top, our power nine. We talk a lot about power nine. So the big 12, the ACC, the big East, the SEC, the PAC 12, the WCC, the AAC, and the Ivy, um, and the I said WCC, so nine of them. And we're taking the top 25 here and looking at who's got how many and who's where, okay? So, and no surprise to anyone, the Big 12, the powerhouse of the Big 12 is leading the way with uh, BYU as the number one team. You know, so BYU is number one, they're in the Big 12. Uh, the Big 12 in the top 25 currently has two teams. One is BYU. Number two is Texas Tech, who's number 10, okay? I'm going to give this all to you guys, and then we'll kind of discuss it. ACC currently sits with five teams in the top 25 in the RPI. North Carolina is two. Florida State is five. Clemson is nine. Pitt is 16, and Virginia Tech is 25. The Big Ten also sits with five. Penn State is three. Iowa is 12. Illinois is 15. Wisconsin is 23, and Michigan is 24. The Big East sits with two. Georgetown is six, and Xavier is eight. Okay? The SEC also has five, like the ACC and the Big Ten. They have Georgia at six, Alabama at seven, Mississippi State at 11, Tennessee at 17, Mizzou at 19. So they have five. Pac-12 has only two, 13 and 14, UCLA and Stanford. The AAC only has one. That is uh, Memphis at 20. The WCC only has one. That is um, uh, Santa Clara at number 21. The Ivy has zero at this early stage. Now they've played less games, but their number top team is Brown at number 49. The other two teams that round out the top 25 is you have Colorado College, or sorry, Colorado State at 18, and you have St. Louis at 22. So there is your top 25 RPI teams right now. Um, reaction first when you hear that, uh, Brian? Oh, the first reaction is ACC non-conference has not gone nearly as well as in past years. Because mm -hmm. only five of the top 25 is pretty low. I didn't hear you mention Virginia. I didn't hear nope. you mention AIM. Um, no. Nope. You know, did I didn't hear you mention Duke. No. Those are some big, big swingers who are sitting on the outside of that top 25. Um, my next thought is Big 12. Thank God you got BYU and UCF at it. <laughs> you know, no. I don't want to the AAC right now, but, you know, that, that would be a little different if you got UCF in there and the WCC if they had BYU. Um, no. Which yeah. a little no, we had – you, oh, no, we had sorry, it was BYU and Texas Tech, not UCF. What was UCF? UCF is 36. Oh, sorry. 36. Sorry. Yeah. So you yeah. gotcha. So but yeah. the top three big 12 teams, UCF's the third one, correct? Yes, correct. And you got to get down in the 40s before you get TCU and Texas popping yeah. up. Yeah. Um th those are my major thoughts on it. And lastly is this the IB not having any. When you play fewer games, you're just magnifying the results. And as opposed to last year where Ivy hit a couple of these, 
Brown and Harvard and Princeton have just lost the majority of their marquee games. Uh, so the Ivy's cooked. The Ivy's a one-bid league already. Mm, that's a strong yeah. statement there, Churchy. That's a strong statement that's first time that out. Is. Yeah, that's that a is. strong statement. Not that's sure a strong statement, Coach Lee. I don't know <laughs> if I agree with that, but it's a strong statement regardless. Um, well, well hey, this, who they play in this weekend because they better win some this weekend because then it's conference games for them as well. So if in you, 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 you're not getting in the tournament without a marquee win out of conference if nobody in your conference has a win. Knock, knock, SEC, by the way. But, um, yeah. Well, All right, Churchy. I, th- I, think Mr. Lee, I think Mr. Lee just covered it. I really do. I think he covered most of it. For me, uh, Big 12 having two. Um, to, you know, where's Oklahoma State? Um, I thought that was one that, that could have been somewhere close. Um, I agree with the ACC. ACC has not done well in out of conference overall as a as a conference. Some still very strong teams with it too, and the SEC a little bit was a surprise. I thought they would have. I thought their numbers may be just a touch up too. Um, and then the Ivy Leagues. I was looking for Harvard. I was looking for where Harvard was, and you know, I know they got a couple of games. I think they play. I think they play Sanford, don't they? Don't they play the picker? Yeah, they do play, play the, the picker. picker. That's that's going to be on my game. That's a that's yeah. a big game. Uh, uh, that's going to be later on, and then I think they have St. John's, maybe the other one they have. So it's going to be a big weekend, as Brian said, for for those teams in that league. So it's early. You know, we're just in the second sure. week of, of September, but it's uh, it's interesting information to look at right now and how things have have unfolded in the early part. I think it just says what we all know. There's a lot of even teams out there. There's a lot of close there's a lot of close games that are being played. If you look every week at at you know the games and they're not being separated by, you know, even even power nine teams playing mid major teams. Very close right. games. So I wanna um I wanna just I don't want to debunk what Coach Lee said. I, I don't want to do that, but I am going to give him some statistics as opposed to he's oh, just willy-nilly off the top of his head. On this um, uh, September 10th, winning percentages of the conferences, Ivy is .739 in first, Big Ten .721, tied with the SEC .721, and the ACC is .634, which is very low for them, and the AAC is struggling at .528. The Big 12 is one, two, three. Again, if we're talking about the, the top, one, two, three, four, five, six, or seven, 6.24. ACC is just – they're just below the ACC. So winning percentages as a as a non-conference through September 2nd, Ivy is in first. So it's interesting, but it also says basically down to Ivy, Big 10, and SEC now for the crown. Big 10 is done with non-conference. SEC has a smattering of non-conference games left on Sunday. will be favored in all of them. Um, so this may come down to the Ivy's three non-conference games left on October 17th. This depends on, but the point is that winning percentage really matters when it comes to the RPI, but it's funny that the Ivies are low right now. So the, this, this RPI is so, so, so interesting. I think, um, I do have a couple thoughts. One, it's interesting. ACC five, big 10, five, SEC five, PAC 12, only two, the big 12, only two. You know, um, Big East, too, but those are the two that are usually there, right? Georgetown, Xavier. Um, you know, I think you look even a little deeper into it. I agree with you. Where's Virginia? Virginia right now is – so Virginia Tech's right now. Duke's at 30, so they're sitting in a good spot. Virginia's 35. The other thing is we know these are going to fluctuate massive when they start to play. I've seen people at this point go up 70 spots. So if you're down low, don't freak out. Um, this is going to really fluctuate. Both ways, people are going to drop out. People are going to drop up or head up. So it's again, we're not even halfway through, but it is always interesting to talk about, right? I think the SEC. I, I didn't go through. I was about to go through and try and average out who's got the highest average. I didn't. I didn't do that. But you know, SEC Georgia six, Alabama seven, Mississippi State eleven. That's three in the top eleven, and then Tennessee seventeen, Mizzou nineteen. Pretty good. James Armstrong getting it done down in Mississippi State, too, with the non-conference scheduling uh, and winning games, right? Headed out to Arizona, played Grand Canyon and, and Arizona State. I think he's done a good job of, of putting together a schedule that's winning um, and maybe hitting the right guys at the right times. But anyway, uh, 
Iowa too is pretty high at 12, right? Good for them. He's having a, a good year. And Texas Tech coming back into the spots, right, at 6-0-2. So very interesting. Anything else on that RPI-wise? How about some of the interesting games that maybe we talk about that went on over the week? I think uh, Clemson's well, little – Yeah, you, sorry. You want me to talk uh, – you want some overrated, underrated questions? You want to do that now or you want to wait on that in the RPI? Yeah, if we're talking RPI, let's do it, Brian. Yeah, let's overrated, underrated. Yeah. Let me, let me quiz you on it. Let me go a few of these. We'll okay. work uh, top to bottom, I guess. And we'll, uh, I'll just ask you guys a few questions. Tell me what your thoughts. Overrated, underrated. Most overrated of these three teams, most underrated. So you got to pick one on each end. Does that make oh, sense? He, he, just, he changes <laughs> this game every time. I thought we were just going to have to say overrated. Right, now we got to rank teams. What, yeah. what game we play, Brian? You're not good. You are you not just, a good game show host at all. Got it. Not. Concept. It really goes south when I confuse you with the concept. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Number Make it simple. You choose one on either side. Number 10, okay. Tech. Number 11, Mississippi State. Number 12, Iowa. You got any overrated? Who's, yes. No, wait, are you asking who's who do we think is the best team? Or which one's the most overrated? Or what's the question yeah. there? Tell me the overrated one and the underrated one of those three. Number 10, Texas Tech. Number 11, Mississippi well, State. I don't, Number- I don't think we should. I don't think me or Churchy should talk about teams in our conference. So, yeah, Churchy, you got this one. <laughs> As I play Texas Tech coming up in a couple of weeks, I'm not interested in giving them my opinion. Oh, Although I think they're clearly underrated. Exactly. Not overrated. Yeah. But Churchy, you, that's, you get the first one. So when nobody talks to us or goes and spills drinks on us at the on the recruiting trail, I know where this is. I know this is where this is coming from, Mr. Lee over there too. So if that's how the game is played, I think in that group, my under my underrated team, even though he's number ten, is is Tom Stones and Texas Tech is overrated. My most overrated group of that of that group is Mississippi State. Even yep. though they've done a great job. I mean, Full Green's change has done a great job. But in those three, that's my underrated and overrated. All right. You can okay. both play one. This is the Big right, Ten. Okay. Overrated, underrated. Most overrated, most underrated. And we are saying this just by the RPI. This doesn't mean right. these Yeah. Two right. Right. So so the RP, where the RPI numbers are. And, yeah, let's make that very clear. We're not saying about the teams. Yeah, yes. Where you think they'll finish in the RPI is yeah. really the, the angle on this. All right. The Big Ten version, number 23, Wisconsin, 24, Michigan, 27, Nebraska, 39, Mm. Indiana, or 40, Ohio State. Overrated, underrated. Well, first of all, 39, Indiana is completely, completely, completely overrated. Um, They should be a lot lower. All right. I do think Nebraska – I think Nebraska and Michigan are underrated. I think by the end of it, they'll be higher. I think Wisconsin is probably a little overrated at 20, but they look okay. So they, they could be, that could be where they land. They may be, is there something if they're where they should be? What's that called? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Where are they? And then who is the other one? Who is the other one? Ohio State. Ohio State. Yeah. Oof. I mean, there's a good win against Auburn. Um, I think they're again. I would say that's probably where they are. Should be right about now. It's forty. I think that's even. You get to change the game. I, I don't have them overrated or underrated. I think that's about right. Robbie, what you got? Matt brought a whole new game over there when he went through all five of them. <laughs> just need one, one, Robbie. Okay, oh really? Good. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought we had to do no, them all. He went through all five. It's so of confusing them. with this stupid game. It's not. Should I be think, this hard. I, I that's why I should say as a game show host. Go ahead, Churchy. Okay. I have played Wisconsin, and I, I think they're a very good side. I think they're a little – I think they'll finish a smudge higher than 23. I really think they have a chance – have a really good chance in, in the Big Ten to win that. So, I will say – I will say they are a little underrated of where they are. And maybe a little overrated right now, I would say, would be Ohio State. Um, those are mine. 
Unless you want me to yeah. comment on all three of them, go to Matt Mott's no, version. I didn't. Know, I don't know how to play the game. Still, the the rules are very unclear. Just again, about about the, I said we just pick the. I get now. We just pick one that we think. I got it now. I'm with you. Yeah. All right. What's the next one? The next one is mid levels that are high. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. The most likely of these five, if they were to lose their tournament to get an at large bid. So you got to know what conference they're in. You know all these things. Not who's best. But just if they don't win their conference, they're taking a loss in the final. And some of these are going to be the RPI 260 if they okay. lose their turn. That makes sense. All right. Yes. So I'm going to give you a choice of five. Number 18, Colorado State. 32, Liberty. 34, Samford. 41, Montana. Or 31, Long Beach. Ooh, those are good ones, Brian. Those are good ones. Those are real, I got All right, wait, give them to me, give them to me again. Sorry, give them to me again. All right, number 18, Colorado State. Yeah. 32, Liberty. 34, Samford. 31, Long Beach. And 41, Montana. And you want, All right. you want to know if they lose in the If they lose, they're getting in. They're getting in. Okay, I got one. That stands for an at-large. Got it. Oh, I think you look at Sanford with the draw, the draw at uh, Auburn, the draw at Alabama. They've they got Harvard coming up. I I like their chances of an at large. Again, this isn't overrated or underrated now, Churchy. Again, he's changed the game again. Who's got the best chances of that large? Yeah, I got. I it. think the okay. Go ahead, Churchy. I'm oh, sorry. I, I I'm I, I do like uh, Sanford. Um, do like them a lot, but I I am going to go. I will slightly edge them out with Liberty. Yeah, Liberty, that was my other one. Liberty beating uh, West Virginia earlier in the year. Great great win there. Everybody I talked to that's played Liberty has said, do not schedule them. They are really really good. Very athletic. Can play. They've done a really good job up there. So mine is Liberty. Nice. All right, I need you to pick. Here's the next one. Pick one of these teams who are in kind of the danger zone. Traditionally, you got to be top 57 when the year ends to have a chance in at large. The lowest RPI ever is 57. So these teams are all just barely under the 57 range. I want you to tell me the most likely to miss the NCAA tournament. Are you ready for the teams? All right, 43. 43 TCU, 45 Texas, 46 Northwestern, 51 Arkansas, or 57 Notre Dame. Most likely to not participate in the NCAA. I got mine, Churchy. Let me go. You want to go? You can go. I'm scratching my head. You can go. I'm going Northwestern. Really? North, I mean, only because the other teams. I mean, think of. I mean, you don't think Notre Dame's going to make it? You don't think Arkansas is going to make it? You don't think what were the other ones? TCU and Texas. TCU, Texas, they're all making it. I'll, I think the answer is they're all making it. But if you're going to, if I had to pick one, I would take Northwestern. Robbie, to not got? make it. I'm going to say. TCU. I know they're farthest way. I know they're 43 and they're not far, but I'm just going to say, I just think playing, we're only two bids right now in, in the Big 12. They're not going to have a lot of chances. They're not going to have a lot of chances. Northwestern's going to have more chances in the Big 10. To well, get you know, quality, it's, it's true. You know, you know that um, TCU's first game is BYU tomorrow or Thursday night. Got it. Ooh, it's number a big one. game. Number well, one on my list of big games, Matt. Number oh, one. Oh, sorry, sorry. My oh, bad, big my bad. bad. If you Dang, already, my bad, my bad. Already, and it's not an but, ACC team. It's the number yeah. one like that. Hey, hold on. How about this, though? Okay, real quick on my Northwestern support. Here's the, here's what they've done so far: beat Marquette, good win. Tied Kansas State, beat Oakland, beat Toledo, beat Boston U, tied Vandy, beat Weber State. Beat Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's good win, but it's a little thin. It's a little thin. Yeah, I know. 
I agree. When you, read, when you read that. But they have a bunch of chances. They have a bunch of chances coming up for sure. You know, then they go Purdue, Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Iowa, Penn State. They got plenty of chances to get themselves well, the in. Big with the Power Five for extra bids, because really you've made your bed right now, right? So the Big 12, that's very legitimate. If you're not Texas Tech, BYU, or UCF, you better beat one of those three. That's no, no, well, no, no, no. Hold, hold on a second, though. Hold on. Hold hold your horses, Coach Lee. Don't oh, get you don't too even... carried away. Okay. okay. So you, again, we just did the 25, right? So you yep. have in the – so, again, if you're going down to 57, so there's two, two right now in the Big 12, right? But now you're looking at TCU's 43, Texas is 45. Uh, Kansas, Kansas. Is 50, Kansas is 55. Okay. Uh, so there's five. There's five that more than likely can jump up, right? Without well, getting too far into it. But you got to go ways to get in the next ones. <laughs> yeah. And, so. and, and well, it's just pure numbers, though. I mean, ACC's got a ton when you start adding the next right. 25. Right. Um, and really, do I, I, I completely agree with you. I think they're all going to make it. Northwestern yeah. does sound a little nervy by the time the year end. K State ain't going to be looking too good in the old RPI. That draw is going to be a matzo ball. Um, but the opportunities is the biggest thing. It's what's made the Big East. Yeah. It's what's the IEB get multiple bids in the past. The WCC teams take BYU out. That's a major yeah, yeah. change for year yeah. for a huge. The question is, where's Pepperdine? Because oh, if, uh, well, Gonzaga, I mean Gonzaga, who we're, we're really high on, right? They're in fifth. Yep. Yeah, you know, but yep. again, a part of it, part of it is definitely who you're playing. But the other part of it too is if your um, record continues to rise, that's going to help you, right? You yep. you you go on win five in a row. It's going to really help you with the win loss record. Um, All right, one more question: 60, 66, two, one, and five. Like you said, Turkey, five draws. Sorry, yeah, have... go ahead, Brian. Last yeah. question because this leads into it. So fifty-seven is the magic number, and we can all say this is a low, you know, we're early in the RPI, right? Things can change a lot. Sure. So yeah. tell me which of these teams is going to make the NCAA tournament as an at-large who are outside the top 57. Okay. All right. Got to pick one. We only get one. We only get one. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? Ready. Number one, Washington. Wait, number what? 61. 61. Okay. 64, Arizona State. Pepperdine was in there, but let's leave them out. 71, Oklahoma State. Okay. 81, Wake Forest. 92, Colorado. And I think the last feasible one out there is 118, Texas A&M. 118. And I'll tell you what, on this one, if you want to pick two teams to make it, you can, but recognize they got to pull from someone else in the top 57. Yeah. So I I will say this too. Like, um, again, 70 spots I've seen people go up, right? So, you know, it's really 70, even maybe more than that by the time it's all said and done. You want to go first, Robbie? I go, I go, because you guys are going to call me a ACC homer. Uh, I knew that was coming, but, but only because um, Tony Deleuze will buy my lunch after I say this. But it's Wake Forest, but only because they're going to have opportunity. They're going to have a bunch of opportunity. Oh yeah, the greatest. Not the five are right there, but the ones afterwards, as Brian said, and I haven't seen the RPI. Brian says there's a bunch of ACC schools right after that group so i just say only because of opportunity wait for us is mine all right how many opportunities are here let's count them okay they go notre dame one nc state nope nope virginia two two Two. virginia tech three syracuse nope pittsburgh four yeah north carolina five yeah, five. Boston College. Nope. Louisville. Nope. Miami. Whoa. Nope. Uh, Whoa. Here's the that's super unique yeah. about the ACC, right? 
talking about that. There's also bogey teams. What the ACC usually doesn't have is bogey teams who can ruin your season. Like the old days of the SEC, Matt, if you lost to one of the bottom yeah. four, it was over, right? Yeah. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Those games suck. So now Miami, who just tied Alabama, right? Yeah. One of the teams loses or ties Alabama. Miami, that's a major RPI problem and a major problem. Yeah, Miami is one three and three currently. Louisville's one four and three. Boston College is three, three, and two. I wouldn't want to be going up to Boston College just this week, Brian. I think it'd be tough up there. I don't know. I wouldn't want to do that. That's for sure. That's a good place. Right. That's <laughs> it will be. It, and I assure you, it will be tough up there. It always is. Yeah. It always is. Um, okay. Who you got, Matt? So who do I got? Um. I I struggle. I think the I think the best team in that I don't know Washington, so I, I haven't seen them. Arizona State I think is good. Oklahoma State I think is very good. Um, I'm surprised they're that low. They're like, what's their record? Oklahoma State's got a good record. Um, I I I'm gonna go with two. I'm gonna go with Colorado and Oklahoma State. Those are my two. The problem is the Pac-12. How many chances are they going to get? I know. I agree. I agree with you. Oklahoma State was my second for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I've watched them play. They're very good. Very yeah. good. Well, the Pac-12, this is a major, major issue. Because, A, if you can beat UCLA or Stanford, they're currently 13 and 14. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. And, uh, they're yeah. not one and two. But, yeah. But, but the, com- the committee will give credit to them, well, you know, more than likely. It's when it's all done. But yeah. the point is, you're also not beating UCLA or Stanford if you're Colorado, you know, yeah. without the luckiest right. day ever. The next yeah. team, Southern Cal at 26, got a chance there. Washington State at 38. Hope that game's in Colorado for a chance. You don't want to go to Pullman. Yeah. Arizona, 42. And that's about it. Then you're into Washington and below. But I, I, I do think, too, like, yeah, you're hoping you're playing UCLA at home and it's snowing for Colorado. Yeah. Not yeah, I'd go Oklahoma State would be my would be my pick out of that. I mean, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that as the Oklahoma coach, but I would pick Oklahoma State. Um, okay. All right, beauty. That's very good. Very good. I don't know where that got to overrated, underrated, Churchy. I don't feel like that. You know, when I would do deal or no deal, all you had to say was deal or no deal or, you know, <laughs> fact or fiction. I mean, we had a lot of them. That one was uh, – although the segment was good, it was not overrated, underrated. He gets he gets going on this stuff. All right, I, I let's go. The idea, I'm far from planning these things or actually looking at it. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's yeah. go with um, – we want to do uh, big games or team. Let's go to well, before we get to the big games this week. Let's finish last week. Team of the week. Team of the team week. Team of the week. I'll go first. I was like, I got two. Can I use two? Or actually, I'll go with my first one. Then, if you guys don't pick this team, then I'll come back to them. Okay. So my team of the week is my Jen Klein Michigan Wolverines. Oh, right. Notre Dame win. And again, you make win a big game like that, and then you turn around and you play Western Michigan. They beat them three two, so one zero over Notre Dame, three two over Western Michigan. Congratulations to the Michigan Wolverines and Jen Klein. Go ahead, Georgie. Robbie. I'm gonna go with my team. I've got I've got two. I got two. I'm and I'll tell them real quick. You only get to do one first. You only get to go one first, and then you go to the second one because that's what I'm doing. Because Brian might have your team. Your second okay. one. Okay, then I will go with Georgetown. I will go with Georgetown with their their tie as at Stamp, uh, with Stanford at home. Should have had a win. They were closer to win. Eighty six yeah. goal minute goal. Uh, I didn't just think of you know after just getting run over by that Stanford train a week earlier. Um, I think that's just an outstanding effort that they that they had there. So okay, Brian. All right, my team of the week is Florida International. When wow. you're in, when you're in Miami, and, and Florida International programs probably struggled for 15 years now. Is yeah. that right? Probably. And yeah. 
Great start to the season overall, but to win a local derby over Miami, that's a really big deal for those guys. So Florida International. All right. Love it. All right. So my second one, Churchy, you can have your second one after this now. My second one is the Fighting Nicole Nelson SMU Mustangs. Great week. Yeah. Beat Baylor. Beat Baylor. After coming off a tough loss at Texas, turned around, beat Baylor. And then beat Oklahoma State on Sunday. Congratulations, SMU. Very good weekend. Georgie? Keep in mind with them, SMU, they have a win over Tennessee, Baylor, and Oklahoma State. Yeah. Pretty good. That's pretty darn good. Yep. Yep. Um, Yep. Who's your church? Mine is, I am going to go with the Musketeers of Xavier winning in Pittsburgh. Beating Pittsburgh 2-1. And just a, I think, a huge win for their program. And obviously bragging rights up in that area. So congratulations to them. Very good win for Nate and the group. All right. Uh, upsets? Who wants to go first? I only have one, so I'll go because I, I struggled to find a good one. Yeah. My best one is Butler 2, TCU 1. Very, oh, yeah. very impressive on Sunday. Up at Butler, congratulations to them. 2-1 over TCU. Okay. Um, you, you, stole, you stole mine with the FIU over Miami, which I think was, uh, was a great one with it, too. But I think I have – can I do two this time, Matt, or do I have to do one and wait? You, do want, well, you have to wait, Churchy. Maybe you go and take – right, there's only so many. Please, please print the rules up. Can I have the rules printed and sent to me by next time? We hey, have you just be happy you're on the dang show. Don't forget that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, feel, I feel very fortunate. Utah Valley beating Utah Valley beating uh uh unfortunately beating Jane and Southern Cal two to three. Yeah. So good yeah. win, I think a really good win for Utah Valley. Absolutely. Right? Um yeah, there's a few more out there, but I like St. Mary's winning at Washington State. Yeah. You know, yeah, a lot of their program and the success is the, of Washington State is that's such a hard place to play. So big win for St. Mary's, who's rebounded nicely, started out 5-2-1. and one. All right. Churchy, your second one? That was it. I don't have a second See? one. See? See? You would have stolen around. Oh, God. He's He's, he's learning, Brian. He's learning. He's like, all right. Well, the sec- I got small ones for you. Here's yeah. it, it just for the mid-majors, because sometimes we miss them playing really yeah. good mid-major. How about yeah. Maine 2-1 over Boston U? Huge. Oh, wow. And IUPUI 1-0 over a very good Dayton team. I've seen Dayton play. They're ooh, pretty good. Ooh, I didn't know. I didn't see that. Oh, that is a good win. Yeah, good Bowie, yeah Dayton's doing well. Dayton's doing well. All right, um, now the segment we've all been waiting for. Everybody's waiting for it. Very exciting. Coach Church now will give us this week's <laughs> big games. <laughs> so all four all four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, big games in there, big games. We're going to start in the Big 12, not the ACC this time. We will start in the wow, Big 12. Wow, like it, like BYU it. BYU hosting TCU we talked about earlier. How about this one? SEC, Alabama hosting Georgia. Uh, Princeton, and then going to a non-conference, Princeton hosting Georgetown. AAC matchup, really one we haven't talked about at all. It's been North Texas, okay, mm-hmm. off to their stellar start. They are going to – they're traveling to Memphis to play Brooks's great start. Ooh. Another AAC, East Carolina um, – East Carolina – oh, Florida uh, – sorry, East Carolina hosting Florida Atlantic in that one. Non-conference game, two teams that are off to a good start, Grant um, – Lola of Marymount is traveling to Grand Canyon to play. We talked about this one earlier in non-conference. The picker, uh, Sanford, is traveling to Harvard. How about wow. the picker up in Harvard? Can you imagine that? For, uh, for that is, can you imagine the picking he can do up there in Boston? He can, all, all kinds. And then first ever Big 12 game showing up in his WWE costume. <laughs> uh, yeah, so everybody come out and see that is Oklahoma hosting Kansas. And another mm-hmm. really big, really good Big 12 game is we haven't talked much about Houston. 6-1-1. One one, yeah. Right? 6-1-1. One and great. One. And yeah. they're, going, they're going to Tom Stone 6-0-2 oh, 
uh, Texas Tech team on, on Thursday. So that rounds out Thursday. Friday becomes a lot of ACC, Big Ten, Pac games. So Clemson, um, Clemson is hosting Florida State. Penn Ooh. State, uh, that, how about that one? Clemson, Clemson has a top, what's that, top, almost top five matchup, top yeah. ten matchup. Um, Maryland, uh, Penn State's hosting Maryland. We talked about Pepperdine, their five ties. Here's a really golden opportunity. They're traveling to play UCLA. So UCLA's hosting Pepperdine. SEC, we get into SEC. um, We'll find out a lot about Vanderbilt because Vanderbilt travels to play at South Carolina. Two teams we've talked about that both need some wins is uh, Wake Forest travels to play at uh, uh, um, Notre Dame's hosting Wake Forest. Sorry about that. How about this one? Tennessee is hosting Arkansas. Should be a great game. Oh, good game. Yeah. Non-conference, but a great derby. Denver is hosting Colorado. Nebraska, who everybody's giving a lot of love to, and I gave a lot of love to Wisconsin today, this week. Uh, Nebraska is hosting Wisconsin. Michigan mm. is Michigan is hosting Minnesota. Michigan, uh, Mississippi State hosting Auburn. Patriot League. Oh, Car- wait, Karen and James. Yes, Karen, Karen and James. James. Yes, yes. yes. I don't have to play. I don't have to play Karen this year. By the way, how great is that? Oh, I don't like playing yeah. my mentors. Yeah, I, don't exactly. have to, I miss her at least for a year. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Patriot League games. Big game in the Patriot League. Navy is hosting Lehigh. Both of them have done well. Have started off. Fewer games on Saturday. Um, Connecticut hosting Buffalo in an out of conference game. Both teams done well. Gonzaga, who's got a, over the last two or three weeks, have got a lot of love. They are hosting Arizona, and Providence at five and one is hosting uh, Columbia on Saturday. And then we wrap up the weekend with big games. How about this one for Darby? San, uh, Stanford is hosting Santa Clara. Always a good one. Probably, Ooh, a, rematch, probably yeah. a rematch of round one in the NCAA tournament will be the first <laughs> as it happens to be every year. Actually, Cal Santa Clara. Exactly. Uh, uh, Iowa, who we mentioned, is undefeated, has that tie with Virginia, is hosting Illinois. Dayton is hope is hosting UMass. Um, Drake, who's off to a good, a good start. They are hosting Northern Iowa, who's undefeated at 7-0-1 at this stage. And then your most overrated team in the Big Ten, who's undefeated, is Indiana Hoosiers at 6-0-2, is hosting Rutgers. So we'll see how that one turns out. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah, I'll take Rutgers. Okay, American East. And we talked about the main – what is it, the Bears, right? Is it Maine Bears, the Black Bears? Yeah, the Bears, yeah. Uh, Has off to a great start. They're hosting Vermont and a big battle there. Sunbelt, Marshall hosting Louisiana Monroe, finishing up with Michigan State is hosting Ohio State. I don't care what sport you're talking about. That's a that is a, a match. Uh St. John's is hosting Harvard. Harvard again has a big week as we discussed. And then we finish up with a uh Villanova hosting Cornell out of the Ivies. Both of them are undefeated. A couple ties on both of those teams. So there is my 700 <laughs> games for the week. Um <laughs> That was only 654 this week. But, uh, <laughs> Ryan, it's kind of like, you know, like, you know, you give him a little inch and he takes <laughs> it and then he just goes for it. And it's almost like, you know, somebody in the newsroom like rolls out the grandfather and says, hey, can you read this for us? And he starts reading and I don't know where, what he's saying. Hold on. Hold, where, where, last where, where, Go ahead, Brad. Go. Where would we all be without knowing who Maine's big game is this week? <laughs> How could we all? The Black Bears have had a hell of a year, and they deserve <laughs> all the publicity. I think it's just the Bears, isn't it? Is it really the Black Bears? I think it's just the Bears. Okay. Robbie, what about this for a shtick next week? So you said one or two, and I was like, "Those, I got a movie title for those. So maybe you could name some of these games. Say so those. If North Texas at Memphis was a movie, it would be There Will Be Blood. (laughs) (laughs) And it it might be 9-8 if you've seen those two teams play. Uh I got got one more that popped in my mind after that one because by then, Robbie was like white noise in the back just listing game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Mississippi State-Auburn game. Yes. Mommy Dearest. 
<laughs> I, I got one. All right. Pick. Uh, it's uh, it's like Picker goes to New York City when playing Harvard. I know it's in Boston. Or Picker goes to Boston. Mr. Yeah. East Tennessee hanging out in Boston they, just doesn't. doesn't. Having a great season, they got no chance because Picker up in the Northeast, his head's going to yeah. be spinning. People are going to be yeah. talking to him. What he used to I mean, say. what he's not going to be used to, usually, you know, he's dumpster diving here looking for stuff. He's going to dumpster dive up there. There's going to be five people in there. Beat <laughs> <laughs> him to the punch. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, all right. Um, we, we're off the rails. We're off the rails. Uh, I think that's all we got. Brian, anything else? Who, who you got? Who the Rice Owls got? Oh, geez. Speaking of RPIs, <laughs> uh, I mean, we played number 28 SMU in the AEC opener, who's been taking – Big name after big name down. And then uh, Sunday, we got a little non-conference game against number eight, Xavier. Ooh. That's, yeah, a, that's weekend. a weekend right there. And anyway, did Robbie mention either of those? Well, he didn't. Dang, right, man. Right dang. don't deserve mention dang. right there. That's may, no, no, no. I think I put that's it in there, that. but it was that it was just that noise in the background. You had turned it off. <laughs> At that time, you had turned off listening <laughs> to the game. Grandpa, Grandpa had just gotten on a on a roll telling a story. We stopped listening. Oh, <laughs> All right. All right. Well, listen, good luck, boys. We got can we got Kansas and Omaha. We got to go on the road to Omaha, and that won't be easy. Uh Churchy, good luck up in Boston. Um okay, hey, are you going to the, the game? game? Are you going to the Harvard game? Oh, that are you not up there in time, are you? No, I don't think so. Maybe, no, maybe we can't anyway. You know, how about that'll be a topic for next week. I'm putting that down. No scouting, uh, live scouting, stupid. Yeah. But we can discuss it next week. It, I All got right. one more. Yeah, here's, yeah. Here's college soccer 101. Here's my prediction Oklahoma opens 1 and 0 with a close fault win over Kansas. So they go 1 and 0 in the Big 12. And then they go on the road on Sunday. We're the greatest. Here we go. Championships coming. And they lose to Omaha. Matt, try and make that not happen, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to try and make that not happen, Coach Lee. But I have, uh, you know, very little control over this, as you know, as we all do. <laughs> anyway, all right, boys. Great, great pod. Love it. Uh, people are listening, College Soccer Nation fans and uh, friends. We appreciate it. We are going to start adding back in guests. Hopefully coming next week. I'm efforting um, the number one team in the country. And, uh, and Jennifer Walkwell, she told me she'd do it. I got to get her lined up. Hopefully we can get her next week. Otherwise, thanks for listening. College Soccer Nation is out.